we want to remind you to always gamble responsibly. Guys, responsible gambling is the only way and the right way to gamble. And the saying that me and Dave always have is to think about gambling as money that you could just light on fire or flush down a toilet. That's what you put on the games or in blackjack, poker, whatever. And the way to go about gambling is having a game plan, guys. Have a game plan. Gamble responsibly. Go to haveagameplan.org to learn how to create the game plan that's right for you to gamble responsibly. Uh, You never want to be down on a bookie because that just, everybody knows that's going to go down the wrong way. You don't want to be down a lot of money especially money that you need for rent and food and whatever else. So please gamble responsibly. All wagers that Dave and I may place uh, is done so with responsibility. And for legal reasons, this is not gambling advice. These are simply our favorite picks and plays of uh, today, tomorrow, and the rest of the week. All right. After that, remember, responsible gambling is the right way to gamble. Let's get into today's episode of Faded Sports Pick'em. Welcome back to Faded Sports Pick'em on a Thursday, uh, Thursday before Thanksgiving, Dave. We know Feast Week is always a good time with the uh, Thanksgiving tournaments uh, in basketball. And I'll tell you what, man, have we ever seen the board this clearly? And we're seeing it the most clear at the best time of the year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we are hitting on all cylinders at the moment, and it's could not feel better right now. It could not. Something's a much needed hot streak here for both of us. Absolutely. And I hope our listeners rode with the George Mason pick that we gave out. And if you were able to get that on money line, Christmas is going to be good for you all this year. So uh but again across the board we've been seeing it really good. Of course our you know um our beloved Mississippi State Bulldogs had to uh, I had to throw a wrench in our winnings last night, but you know what? That's as state fans, we're kind of used to it at this point. And uh, I'll, I'll just, you know, again, credit to us on Tuesday. We came at you with a lot of really good picks, and we're going to keep them rolling today uh, with a with a great football slate uh, that starts tonight, Dave, uh, with your Patriots and Falcons. Man, I, you know, I we talked before the show. I love the Patriots in this spot, but as always, want to give the floor uh, to the guy whose team is playing. Uh, tell me what you see in this Thursday night game, Dave. Yeah, it's it's we, we talked about it briefly before the show. It, it feels like it could be a letdown spot for New England, but I mean, this Atlanta team is is bad. Like they are bad, bad. I mean, they we just watched Dallas hang thirty six on them in the first half. So I mean, it's. There's, there's nothing that sticks out to me that thinks that Atlanta has a real shot to hang in this game. Um, New England's hitting on all cylinders, especially on the defensive side of things. And I mean, it could be Cordero Patterson, the X factor in this game. He could provide some issues. He's provided a lot of issues for defenses this, this season. But I mean, the spread has dropped from seven to six and a half. 
which makes me want to take New England right there for sure. Mm. I, I'm 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 going to back my Patriots, of course, here. Yeah, I, I love that play. Um, and again, like you said, it's uh, sitting at six and a half right now. The over-unders at 47. Um, I absolutely love the Patriots in this spot. Um, I again, I think six and a half is too little. And I mean, maybe Vegas is trying to show us something uh, with it moving back to six and a half, but I don't think so. I, I, you said it perfectly uh, before the show, Dave, that, you know, a, a big trendy thing to say is a letdown game, right? And we, we're going to see a lot of those potential letdown games. We get into college football this weekend, uh, but Bill Belichick is not a letdown guy. You just don't see it. When they start cooking, they're cooking with gas. And I absolutely love the Patriots. And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, this is, you know, a little preview of later in the show, but the Patriots are going to be my lock of the week this week, uh, heading into the weekend. I mean, I, they're, they're just playing unstoppable. I mean, Cleveland was a big test uh, to see, you know, because we thought the Browns were up there with the top AFC teams. And it's like, holy cow, they, they, weren't, even, they weren't even within a mile of that game. So I'm I'm with you, Dave, uh, and I'm gonna look for the um, Patriots uh, team total in the game because I, man, I, I, whatever it is, I'm gonna take it at. And look at this, Dave. It's, a, it's a 20, 27 right now. Oh, that's again. That feels like robbery. I'm I'm gonna take that as well. And I'm seeing an alternate spread of Patriots minus 10 and a half at plus 150. I would have liked a little more uh, more on that, maybe close to plus 200, but I I don't think the Patriots win this game by less than 14 points. So I I love that alternate spread up at 10 and a half right now. Um, and I would, I would take them all, all the way up to a, a two-touchdown win in this game. I, I love the Patriots here. Yeah, I do as well. I mean... Mac Jones is establishing himself as as the favorite for rookie of the year. Um, something that felt like Jamar Chase's award early in the season. But I mean, it's it's New England's hitting on all cylinders right now. They look like a contender, which is something that I didn't think I'd be saying this season. But and I, I I don't even I don't think that's I don't even think that's bias coming into it. I think I really do think this New England team is setting themselves up to make a deep playoff run. They've they've recoup they've got a lot of weapons on offense they're getting they're getting healthy at the right time i mean it's it's everything's kind of kind of hitting a stretch here and there's a reason they've won four straight games and you know they've got a, a a loaded back half of the schedule here a lot of good opponents on it but i really think that that it the streak keeps going tonight i like them by six and a half for sure yeah man and you know i i don't I don't think we're being biased at all. I mean, I mean, heck, I've said it before. I I cannot stand the Patriots as a Panthers fan, but I also respect that Mac Jones is obviously the rookie of the year, in my opinion, so far. Um, and I mentioned it Tuesday, and we'll see tonight, but rookie of the year, also possible NFL MVP, depending on uh, how this Patriots team ends up at the end of the season. Uh, because I I really think um, you know, and, and this is a credit as well, Dave, 
Uh, I wanted to be sure I hit this on my notes. You know, when Brady left New England, the big story was now we're going to see, was it Brady? Was it Belichick? Was it both of them combined? And I think we're seeing that these are, are two of the two of the greatest football minds with Brady at quarterback and now seeing how the Patriots have responded after one down year, I guess you can call it. And that was really just a Cam Newton year. So I put an asterisk on that. But this is really a testament to why Bill Belichick's one of the greatest coaches of all time up there with Parcells and, and Jimmy Johnson and all of the greats, obviously, um, uh, Ditka and everybody. But I, I think this really proves – uh, depending on how this run goes these next couple years with Mac Jones, I really think this proves that it was both Belichick and Brady. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously last year for New England was not pretty, to say the least. It was it was ugly, but and obviously we saw, you know, we we all of our listeners know our feelings on Cam Newton, but <laughs> I mean, they have New England was missing five starting defenders because of they chose to opt out because of COVID or they were hurt or any other various reasons. I mean, there was, there were a lot of holes missing besides just the quarterback spots last year. And now that they've, they've gotten all of those guys back. They've improved elsewhere. Obviously moving Stefan Gilmore seemed like kind of a, a head scratching move mid season, but you know, they, they couldn't come to terms and New England was confident in their secondary. And it's, it seemed to be working out for them at this point, for sure. And I, I'd, I'd expect, that that Bill Belichick, this is this is his one of his best coaching jobs we've seen yet. I mean, it's it's he's looked, he's really gotten this team in a spot to to make a lot of noise in the postseason. Absolutely, man. Moving over to college football tonight, we've got Louisville and Duke. Louisville five and five on the season. Duke three and seven. And I, you know, it. This is another one where you know one of those games where during the commercial breaks of Thursday night football I'll switch over. Uh, and check out what's going on in this game because it it's obviously not going to be a great game. Duke is not great at all. Um, Louisville is, as their record shows, just very average. I, I don't necessarily have a play in this game, but I'm going to say that 20 points may be too much for Louisville. Um, and so if I was leaning anywhere, anywhere, it would be leaning towards Duke plus 20. Um, the over unders at 60 and a half. I think I would take the under on that. Um, I just, I feel like this is going to be just a disgusting game to watch. And and that's why I'm not going to put an official play on it. Yeah, I'm not either this, this, I, but I agree with what you're saying here. I, I don't think this game will be really worth watching. I mean, there's, there's obviously Thursday night game is good. And now that we've got, you know, the NBA and college basketball in full swing, there's just better things to put on the TV than this game yeah. tonight. Um, it's just, it's not pretty. There was some talk preseason that Louisville can make some noise in the ACC. And even though the ACC has had a down year, Louisville hasn't been able to do anything really. So, um, I mean, I, I think that that 20 could be a little much um, because, I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a lot of points. But we did just see Louisville, you know, they were a three-point favorite over Syracuse and they won that game by 38. So it just kind of... Um, there's not a ton to go on here, and I, I, I'm just going to avoid this game outright as well. Tomorrow night, we've got a few really uh, decent matchups. Uh, first with Memphis and Houston. Uh, Memphis is an eight-and-a-half-point road dog. 
Uh, the over-under set at 60 and a half for this game. And I'm going to tell you right now, I there's a lot of spreads this weekend that I, I don't really like, um, that I, I think are just given too many points. Um, I just said it with the Louisville game. I think this may be too many points uh, for Houston as well. Uh, I'm going to go Memphis plus eight and a half here. Uh, I'm not going to touch the over under, um, but as an official play, I, I, I really like the Memphis Tigers in this situation. Houston, uh, I, I had hyped up Houston in, in our uh, preview show earlier this year, and they just haven't, haven't proven it, uh, proven to be worth the hype. Uh, I, I love Memphis here in this situation. Yeah, I, I'm going to go the opposite direction of you here. Um, I like Houston to cover this eight and a half point spread. I mean, Houston, I mean, they're eight and one on the season, five and four against the spread, but I mean, they, they have not, they, I mean, they haven't dropped a game. They dropped their opening game to Texas tech. That was the last yeah. time they lost. They, they've been on fire since then. Um, we just saw Memphis last week come off a, a, a close defeat to East Carolina. So I think that this is just evidence of, of two teams moving in opposite directions at the moment. Um, I mean, eight and a half is a little more than I would, than I wish it would have been. Obviously I would love to get it at six and a half. Um, that would make me feel a lot better about it, but I think the Houston takes this one by double digits. All right. Uh, later in the night, we have San Diego state and UNLV UNLV is a 10 and a half point home dog uh their offense is egregiously bad uh and i i've really liked the san diego state team uh all year i love san diego state by 10 and a half here uh rolling into vegas uh i i don't think this game is going to be close um las vegas just doesn't have the offensive ability to score a lot of points. And I think that's evident in the over under of 41. I mean, that's, that is unbelievably low. Um, you know, when, when you compare it to some of these other games we're looking at. So um, I, I think San Diego state can definitely cover, you know, usually a big point spread and a low over under that's kind of telling you something. I don't think so here. I think San Diego state rolls by two touchdowns at least. Yeah, I agree. I think that they could roll by two touchdowns and it could be a, a 17 to three type of game because, I mean, uh, like you said, UNLV's offense, it hasn't really been able to put up a ton of points this season. But I mean, San Diego State hasn't put up a ton of points either. They just have kind of won games. You know, they the highest yeah. they put up this season was was 38. And that was early in the season. I mean, their last two games have gone under and they were over unders of 45 and a half and 45. And um, they've had games where the over under was as low as 39 and they went under and they've, they've, they hit the under the majority of the time here. Um, but that, I mean, you just never know with college football because I mean that over under it's, I would lean towards the under, even with how low it is, but I, I agree. I think San Diego state by 10 and a half is the correct play here. All right, let's move to Saturday and a big, big game of SMU and Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's an 11 point favorite at home. The over under sitting at 65. And this is a game that Cincinnati not only has to win, because this is going to be a good game. I, I think a lot of people are thinking this is going to be the game where Cincinnati 
really starts to roll and they're overlooking a really good Mustang team in SMU. Uh, but this is a game that Cincinnati has to keep their foot on the gas. Uh, again, as we're two weeks away uh, from the end of the regular season uh, before the championship games begin and Cincinnati just has to roll here. Um, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really stuck on where to go though. Cause I think SMU, I think this is going to be a close first half. I'll say that. And then I think Cincinnati's going to take off in the second half. I'll roll with Cincinnati by 11, just strictly because the hungry dog runs faster and you're expecting Cincinnati to run fast here. But I wouldn't be shocked if this is a close game in the first half, Dave. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati has not looked great down the stretch. I mean, they started off the year, obviously, they're 9-0 right now. They're 5-4 and four against the spread. They, they covered their first five games. They haven't covered a single game in the last four, um, which are the numbers that matter to us, really. Yeah. So it's – but, I mean, SMU has, has really kind of fallen off here. I mean, they started off the season undefeated, and they dropped those back-to-back games at Houston and at Memphis. And obviously, yeah. those two teams – aren't terrible, but um, especially Houston, but a loss to Memphis is kind of a head-scratcher there because, I mean, that was a game that SMU needed, and now you're sitting here, but, I mean, SMU's going to come out there and play with nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing. They want to take Cincinnati's season away from them. I don't think they can do it, though. I think Cincinnati wins and covers this 11.5 point spread. I like it. Uh, in the ACC, I just want to hit this game because I, I think I think – us and our listeners can make some good money here, Dave. Virginia Tech and Miami. Miami's an eight-point favorite here. Virginia Tech, after firing Fuente, everything I'm seeing out of it is this new, uh, the interim coach is an absolutely electric guy. And apparently the vibes have completely changed at Virginia Tech. Uh, kind of like what you were saying with SMU, they're going to leave it all on the field here. Not only am I going to take Virginia Tech plus eight, I'm going to go a full unit on Virginia Tech plus 245 money line. I think they roll into Miami. Miami, their only quality win of the season was against NC State, and that was only by a couple points. I think this Miami team is is stuck in quicksand, and they're not getting out anytime soon. I love Virginia Tech. Uh, obviously, covering the eight points, I love them to win outright in Miami here. Yeah, that NC State game was the one game at home they've covered. I think it was a fluke, really, because you know NC State's clearly the better team than Miami. Um, I'm not going to be as bold as you would take them on, on the money line, but I do like them plus eight right there. I like them to keep it with, at least within a possession. Um, I think this game, just when you look at these two teams on paper, I think the spread of eight's a little high. So, um, which obviously if. Virginia Tech is fired up. They've got a lot of talent on that team. Then they can definitely win this game. So I'll, I'll take the points right there. I, I love the plus eight. I was expecting this to be like a four and a half point spread for Miami. And I, and I was, I probably would have thought a little more cautiously about this game, but plus eight, I, I obviously think this is going to be a one possession game uh, the entire time. And I think Virginia Tech, they, Everything that I'm seeing looks like they are fired up to play this game. And, you know, after 
you know, it, it's just been the whole Justin Fuente era at Virginia Tech has just been, you know, kind of kind of mind boggling, honestly, uh, because they've had talent where they should be, uh, you know, pressuring uh, the big ACC teams, especially in a year uh, where Clemson is down. Um, but I, I think it was the right move to get rid of Fuente and and bring in a guy to see what he can do the last couple games of the year. And I think he's going to have them fired up. I, I I love plus eight and the money line. It's a ballsy play, but, you know, like we said, Dave, we are seeing the board so clearly right now. Uh, and I, I think this is a this is a game that really stuck out to me. Yeah, I mean, this this it has all the all the monkeys on it for it to be for it to lean in Virginia Tech's favor. Um, I mean, if this one if, if this was a home game for Vatek, I would I would feel so confident in their money line, but yeah. um, traveling to Miami is, is obviously not, not the easiest thing to do, but I think, I think I, I agree with you. I think plus eight's too much, too many points. Ohio state and Michigan state. This is going to be a huge game as well. Kicking off at noon. Uh, Ohio state's a 19 point favorite. Uh, the over unders at 68 and a half. Dave, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I, I want to hear your thoughts on this before I give I give my takes on this game. You know, for for a team that's ranked number four and a team that's ranked number seven, 19 points is a lot. A lot. It's a lot of points. However, I, th- I think the Buckeyes cover it. I really do. Yep. Um, I mean, this this Buckeyes team is hitting a stride at the right time. They look really, really good right now. Um, they didn't even give Purdue an opportunity to play football last weekend. Um, I mean, they, they just absolutely ran it up on them and they, you know, they lost that Oregon game early and they've, they've since figured things out. They're clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, 19 is a lot of points though. I mean, it it just, it's a ton. You know, if I had to take something here, I'm going to lean towards Ohio state minus 19, but this might be one that I just sit back and watch. I'll tell you, Dave, I love Ohio State in this spot. Michigan State, you look at their last few games, obviously the big the the win over Michigan really propped up this Spartans team uh, and made everybody want to take them serious. Then their very next week in a letdown game, a 11-point loss to Purdue where it didn't even feel like Michigan State was in that game. And again, we saw that the whole time. We're like, we love Purdue here. Because Michigan State's going to be riding high, then they had a, a good win over over Maryland. But again, it, it, you know it's Maryland, right? And Ohio State, like you said, they're just hitting on all cylinders right now. Uh, I, besides the nine and one record, I think Michigan State probably should be outside of the top ten. Um, I I love Ohio State here. I I think. Here's the thing. Michigan State's pass defense, I mean, they're letting teams every game this year besides Indiana um, and Rutgers, they've let teams put up points on them. And Ohio State's offense is, what, top two in the country? I mean, you could, I guess you could throw in Alabama there as well, but this Ohio State offense is on another level, and I, I just – sincerely hope that this isn't a any sort of letdown game for Ohio State because we saw 
Purdue beat the hell out of Michigan State. And the very next week, Ohio State, it, granted, they let Purdue score 31, but they put almost a 60-berg on them. I mean, that, like, Ohio State is, they've gone from at the start of the year thinking, okay, they're they're going to be in the mix. You know, they'll, they'll probably be a playoff team. To now it's like, I think they are one of the two elite teams in the country with Georgia, you know? And so I, I love Ohio state by 19 here. Um, I had seen it at 20 earlier in the week. Um, and so I'm, I mean, I would have been confident with that. Cause again, I think they went by three touchdowns here and uh, cement themselves as a college football playoff team. Yeah. I mean, we'll take that free point there. And I think that that this will set up a showdown next weekend. Um, between Ohio State and Michigan, which I hope it's a fun game to watch. We'll see. Ohio State does look head and shoulders better than everyone else in the Big Ten at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, let's keep rolling. This is a game that, I mean, Dan Mullen could be gone. I mean, if this is a bad game for Florida here, Florida is a nine-point road favorite heading into Missouri. Uh, the over-under sitting at 69. Am I crazy to not want to take Florida by nine, even against Missouri? I mean, Missouri is bad, bad. Don't so get bad. But they just beat a South Carolina team that walloped Florida. Yes. Absolutely walloped them. So, whew, I mean, this is no no easy pick here. But I agree. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna lead toward Missouri, and I, I feel my. I'm. I feel myself losing money here, but I don't like Florida. <clears throat> I really no. don't. So I'm. I'm gonna ride with Missouri in this one. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna lean Missouri as well. I, even if Florida still wins, I, I think if Missouri stays in the number, I mean that's just another another dock against uh, Dan Mullen. Um, and again, like all he has to do was win out these last three games of the year and win it comfortably. And he let Sanford put up 50 on him last week. I mean, that's, that's why I'm thinking like this, you know, this could also, even though the over unders at a sky high 69, I would almost lean the over there. Cause this could be another, you know, shootout game. Um, but I'm with you, man. I, I think this is going to be such an interesting story to follow uh, about Dan Mullen. Um, oh, I was going to ask you too, Dave, uh, on the air. What are these rumors that I'm seeing that Lane Kiffin is is wanting out of Ole Miss? Is that legitimate? What What's the feeling in Starkville as we're a week out, uh, literally seven days from the Egg Bowl, and I'm seeing stuff that Lane Kiffin wants out of Ole Miss? Lane Kiffin's the kind of guy that's never going to be satisfied wherever he goes. He yeah. just he just is not. He always wants something more. He's going to want more and more and more until he's at the top. And I don't know. I've heard those reports too. I don't know how true that is um, because I mean he's doing he's doing really well at Ole Miss, and it could be just the players that he's got there, a ton of athletes there. Um, I mean, he could be looking at some of these coaching openings that could be popping up with with I mean LSU and Florida could be potentially on the rise here. Um, and those are two places where you're going to get the, the the big name recruits. You're going to get the, the top recruits, and you know, a place like Ole Miss, you 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 probably are going to miss out on those. Um, so I think it wouldn't shock me if he leaves, but I 
I expect him to stay, but I mean, we'll we'll see because he's he's got Ole Miss having one of their best seasons in a few years now. Yeah, it's a very interesting story to watch. Uh, staying in the SEC, Arkansas at Alabama. Uh, Alabama is a three touchdown favorite at home. Uh, the over unders at fifty eight and a half, and. Dave, I'm I'm going to look at this game the same way I look at the Ohio State game. I think Alabama is going to have to continue to uh, just beat the hell out of every team they play. Um, and it's crazy because usually most years you're like, Alabama's very safe, but, you know, they really have to beat the hell out of all these teams and badly uh, because, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's crazy to think that they're going to lose in the SEC championship game uh, to Georgia. So, I mean, I, I but I love them here. Uh, kind of like Ohio State. I, I think Bama can win by three touchdowns here. If it was in Arkansas, I'd look differently. But I think being in Tuscaloosa, I think Bama rolls here. Yeah, I think Bama rolls as well. I'm not sure if they get it by by 20. 20 and a half. I, I like it there. Um, 21, I'd be a little more hesitant, but the play I like here is the under. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know if Arkansas scores a ton on this team. Um, Alabama's defense has been flying around a lot. It's been they, they just hit you in the mouth. And that's one thing that Arkansas has been doing it seems all year long, and they're about to get a taste of their own medicine. So I don't I don't know if they if they score more than than 10 or 14 points. And if they do that, I, I think that. I think the Bama scores, you know, 42 here. But I mean, with that being said, that's the under right there. So I like the under here for sure. Yeah, I was, Dave, that's that's hilarious because I was just going to say, I see this being like a 45 to 10 uh, type game. And again, you hit the under with that uh, and you cover. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, win win right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, rolling on Oklahoma state, uh, who, again, I mean, they're, they're still knocking on the door. They got to keep winning, but they're Oklahoma state. Isn't completely out of this yet. Uh, and they're a 10 point road favorite at Texas tech over unders at 56 and a half. And I'll tell you, man, again, hungry dog runs faster. I love Oklahoma state by 10 here. Uh, I think they are just getting better and better every single week. Uh, and I, I love it, man. I, I love Oklahoma State to continue this run and hopefully, you know, hopefully at least be close uh, and keep increasing their uh, college football playoff rankings. I love Oklahoma State here. Yeah, I mean, this this Texas Tech team is not uh, very good at all. This, this year has not been pretty to watch for them, but um, – I think it's very simple here. I think that Oklahoma State should roll in this game. Um, I'll take them by 10. I may buy a half point, take them at nine and a half, just to, just because I mean, it's better to be safe than sorry. But, uh, you know, they're, they've, in my eyes, they're the real Big 10, Big 12 team left to start the playoff. Um, so hopefully they can keep rising up the polls and give themselves an opportunity. But it's it's a long shot for them there, but they know they got to take care of business this weekend. I don't think they do so. Notre Dame, a 17 and a half point favorite at home over Georgia Tech, over unders at 59 and a half here. 
Dave, I think the the playoff committee is going to have a Notre Dame problem uh, as as we continue to creep in uh, uh, to the uh, obviously end of the season. How like one? Do you think Notre Dame can make the college football playoff? Because I I think we're getting close to like one game goes one way and it's going to be chaos. Like I I. And I, I think we're going to get some chaos at the next game I'm going to talk about with Utah and Oregon. Uh, but I feel like, you know, in a pretty chaotic year already with like Clemson being down and uh, we, we've seen some pretty crazy upsets already. Uh, what is the story with this Notre Dame team? I mean, I, I still don't know if I would put them into the playoff, but depending on how the next couple of weeks go, I mean, they may that door may be creaking open for them to just, you know, step into that typical four spot. Yeah, this, so I'm going to lay the, I'm just going to kind of lay that, lay the whole picture out here. You've got Oregon playing Utah this weekend. And I know we, you said we're coming up on that one, but a little, little preview here. I like Utah in that game. So that's going to knock Oregon out of the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, so Notre Dame's at number seven now. You've got Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State right there above them. Two of them are going to fall off. I think Ohio State's going to be the, the one in the playoff. Yeah. So that'll move Notre Dame up to number five. And then Georgia and Alabama play. And I think that Alabama loses there. So it really comes down to, in my eyes, whether or not the committee wants to put in a two-loss Alabama team over Notre Dame. And that's where it's going to get really, really interesting, I think, because I think they might. And I really don't want to see it because it's really bad for the game. I think Alabama's top four team, no doubt, but I think it's just bad for the sport of football if they put them in the playoff um, because they would not be deserving of being there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to see Notre Dame in the playoff either, really, because they'll just get walled by Georgia again. But I think that they would be a little bit more deserving than Alabama would be if they had two losses. So, you know, the path for Notre Dame is there. And because they're in a spot where the teams above them play each other and they play other, the teams above them play other good opponents and Notre Dame's got kind of a cupcake schedule left. So if they take care of business on their end, the path is there. Could we potentially see, uh, with as chaotic as this could get, could we potentially see Notre Dame and Cincinnati break in? Uh, Just say like Alabama misses. So you've got Georgia, Ohio State, than Cincinnati and Notre Dame. I mean, could we really see that? Because I think Cincinnati is in an interesting spot where Notre Dame has a tougher schedule, um, but Cincinnati obviously beating Notre Dame, they've got that win over them. Like, I I think Cincinnati plays a part in this as well. Um, and, I, I mean, I don't know if you could put both of them in, uh, depending on what happens with Alabama and everything. But this is going to be a really interesting last couple weeks. And, you know, Cincinnati, don't overlook their last game uh, against East Carolina. ECU is beginning to play a lot better. So it's like every game these last couple weeks is going to be so meaningful. And literally one one game can create total chaos here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It could. It could we could see all this go up in shambles. I mean, it's – but – I don't. I, mean, I think it's it's very very possible to see Cincinnati and Notre Dame both make the playoff. I think if the committee comes down to a decision between the two of them, 
they've got to side with Cincinnati just based on the head-to-head there. Um, but I think there's a lot of chaotic situations, and Cincinnati's obviously in a better spot at the moment. I think they deserve to be in a little bit of a better spot than they are right now. But, um, you know, Notre Dame, that path is there, which it feels like this is just a conversation as old as time, Notre Dame and that four seed. It's just, it's, they, they always manage to make it right there just to get walled by whoever's number one. Yeah. But, you know, it feels like they could do it again. Yeah, for sure. And now let's end with that Utah and Oregon game. Uh, Utah, a three and a half point favorite at home. Uh, so they would be a half point favorite, basically a pick them in a neutral site game. Uh, Oregon has to, I mean, obviously they got to win if they lose they're they're out, uh, over under sitting at 59. Uh, I, I know you're all over Utah, Dave, I'll, I'll let you, uh, lay out what you see, uh, with Utah here. Yeah. I think that the Utah is, is pretty simply the, the better team here. They, they've looked really, really good recently. They've looked incredibly strong. Um, I would be shocked to see Utah not come out and put up a fight here. Um, and it's going to be a cold game. It could be a little, it could be raining there. Um, Utah's defense has been one of the better ones in the Pac-12. You, Oregon hasn't quite played a team, a, a defense like this besides Ohio State. And obviously, they look good in that game, but we know how Ohio State has changed throughout the season. But I I like Oregon here. I mean, I like Utah here a lot. I, I really wish they would have favored Oregon in this game. Um, but now, I mean, the public is hammering Oregon, and they yeah. still move the line in favor of Utah. I think that that a lot of the sharp betters are, are backing Utah here, and for for good reason. I think they're the they're the better team. So I expect Utah to come out and take care of business and go ahead and eliminate the Pac-12 as a whole from the College Football Playoff. I love it. Uh, I yeah, I'm gonna go with Utah as well. Um, like you said, I think uh, it will eliminate Oregon, but. Utah has played so well. I mean, you look at their last their last stretch of games, their only loss was a close one uh, to Oregon State. But everybody else, they they are handling well. Um, and their offense is is getting hot at the right time, right down the stretch at the end of the year. Man, I love Utah in this situation. Like you said, the fact that the line keeps moving in favor of them, I mean, I – I love it. I, I think they win by at least a touchdown here. I, I, I think you you were right on it earlier in the week, Dave. Uh, and I, I think this is a I think that's a really sharp pick, uh, and I'm gonna ride with it. Yeah, this will definitely this is this is the game of the week for sure, in my opinion. I think that this no doubt has the. It just I mean, people are gonna look at the rankings and say that it's Ohio State, Michigan State. But I think very simply, this game is going to be better. And the odds makers obviously have the spread in that spot for a reason. Um, and I think that no doubt about it, this, 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 this game is going to be fun to watch. And I definitely like the Utes to walk away with this one. All right, let's move over to the NFL on Sunday. And let's start with a uh, really decent AFC matchup of the Colts at the Buffalo Bills. 
The Bills are a home touchdown favorite here. Uh, the over-under is sitting at 50. Uh, again, I, I, I've talked about the Bills on here before. And first off, that, that entire division is going to be chaos as we go down the stretch here uh, with the Patriots on a five-game win streak. And I, I think that's going to come down to the very end. I think that's going to be a really exciting division to watch, especially when we start getting in to the divisional games because the Patriots and Bills have to play twice, right? They haven't played yet, correct? Correct. Yeah, they still have two games left against each other, both in December. Yeah, that's all, oh, man. That's going to be good. Possible snow games, maybe. Those are going to be fun matchups oh, oh. to watch. wonder uh, how Mac Jones play in the snow. I wonder how that would work. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but for Sunday's game, again, the Bills, seven-point favorite at home. I think they take care of business on the Colts here. Um, I also like the over here of 50 because uh, I think the Colts are going to be able to score. And I think as long as the Colts can put up, I'll say, I'll say as long as the Colts can give us 17 points, I like the over of 50, so I'm going to roll with the Bills, uh, and the Bills win big here at home. I like Indianapolis to cover the spread. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I haven't liked what I've seen out of Buffalo recently. Um, obviously, I mean, the, these last two weeks were two easy wins for them on paper. They're, they're 14 and a half point favorite and a 13 point favorite. Yeah. Um, obviously, we saw what they did to the Jets, but, you know, that lost to Jacksonville's a head scratcher. Yeah. Um, they they beat Jacoby Prezet Miami. Um, good for them. And then they they had that loss to Tennessee before that. You know, these past four weeks have been very up and down for them. And I feel like this is a down spot for Buffalo here. At home, noon kickoff. The Colts have everything ahead of them. You know, Tennessee's had some injuries. Tennessee's still the one seat, though. But the Colts are still in this wild card contention. So, I mean, the Colts have looked good over the past couple of weeks. Obviously, they played they played Jacksonville and New York themselves, took care of business in both of those games. I like the Colts here. I may buy that half point, make it seven and a half. I think the Colts, the Colts keep it in within a touchdown. This could be a really fun, really close game to watch. I like the, I like the Colts to cover this one. All right, let's move on to uh, Green Bay. And the Vikings, uh, Green Bay is a one-and-a-half-point uh, road favorite heading into Minnesota. And we saw last week where Green Bay, even with Aaron Rodgers back, wasn't favored by a lot. We're seeing it here as well. Dave, I'm going to tell you right now, I am rolling with Green Bay. Um, I, I hate this Minnesota team. I haven't liked them all year. Um they stay close in games, but, dude, I, I don't think this Vikings team uh, is even worth really talking about. Like, I, I love Green Bay here by a point and a half. Um, I think they take care of business easily. Uh, I love them by, by a touchdown uh, in Minnesota. Yeah, this Minnesota team loves to play close games, um, <clears throat> no doubt about it. Um, but. I mean, this Green Bay team, they, they handled business against Russ in Seattle last week. Obviously, that game wasn't pretty for either side. But uh, the Green Bay defense has really started to show out. Um, I mean, they played 
Mahomes and the Chiefs, and obviously Jordan Love is a starting quarterback in that game. And we saw what the Chiefs looked like this past week. Um, they held them to 13 points. But, you know, what Green Bay has done better than any team this year is cover. 9-1 and one against the spread. I like them to cover this one-and-a-half-point spread once again. All right, Dave. Uh, here in Charlotte, the Cam Newton and Ron Rivera reunion. Uh, the Panthers are a three and a half point favorite at home. The over unders at 43. Uh, Washington's defense obviously hasn't played great this year, uh, but Taylor Heineke, uh, I mean, you got to give the kid credit. He's he's uh, he's he's playing as well as I, I think people thought he would play um, and maybe a little better. Um, I and I hate to say it as a Panthers fan. I love the Washington football team here. I think they roll in and I Rivera knows how to beat Cam's game. I don't care what team Cam is playing for, whether it's in the NFL, the Arena Football League, Canadian Football League for the Toronto Argonauts. I don't care. He has one game uh and Ron Rivera knows how he plays, how he can beat him, because he he saw other teams, you know, uh, beat Cam throughout the years. So I think he's going to know exactly how to beat this Carolina team. Um, I mean, the only the only true advantage Carolina has, in my opinion, in this game is Christian McCaffrey, uh, because Washington does give up a lot of yards on the ground, but. Cam Newton as a starter is going to have to pass. It's not going to be these one yard, you know, goal line uh, run ins. You know, you got to, he's going to have to throw the ball minimum, you know, 20 times. And if Washington can get a few turnovers, I think Washington comes in and, and beats Carolina uh, in Carolina's home at Bank of America Stadium. So, I'm going to roll with Washington, the plus three and a half, and I'm going to sprinkle half a unit on on Washington's money line here. Um, I, I think this is a letdown game for Carolina, especially after last week going into Arizona. Obviously, no Kyler Murray, and, and, and Arizona did not have uh, a lot of players uh, because I think they were kind of looking past Carolina and just wanting all their players to get uh, back healthy. And Carolina is going to be riding high off that because it because it was a, a you know it'll it'll look like a quality win on on the resume, but uh, this is a classic Carolina Panthers letdown spot. Um, I I think Washington takes care of business as, as much as I hate to say it. You know I've noticed a trend here. You 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 bet against the Panthers a decent portion of the time. Um, I, I I do. I you know what, Dave? It's like when you when you've watched a team your entire life, as you have with, with your Celtics and, and Patriots, and you, you kind of learned what the trends are going to be, you know, and, and this year, you know, I, I, I don't know what the Panthers are against the spread, but um, five and five, five and five. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, this is a, but this is also a must win for Carolina because you look at their next three games. Uh, Sunday is against Washington. Uh, next week is against the Dolphins. Uh, 
Jets. And then the week after that is their second game against the Falcons. They need to, I mean, they need to get three wins here uh, to be eight and five. But then they end with Bills, Buccaneers, Saints, Buccaneers. That's how their season ends. And that's, I mean, you could almost pencil in, I mean, at least one loss to the Buccaneers. The Bills game is going to be tough as well in Buffalo. I I mean, these are must-win games for Carolina, and I haven't seen, you know, I, I don't know, man. I just, like, that was the best this offense had looked against the Cardinals. But you look before that, the way the Patriots beat the Panthers was, I mean, it, it was almost too easy. The Panthers barely snuck past the Falcons. A horrendous 25 to 3 loss to the Giants, a overtime loss to the Vikings, a blowing of a game to the Eagles, and they blew a game to the Cowboys. So it's like, you know, again, this team started three and oh, so they've won uh what two? So they're what two and five in their last seven games. Like, I think this is an absolute letdown spot. And you know what? Um, I'll I'll give it to Washington, man. I and I hate to say it. You know, but, uh, you know, when we're talking money here, I'm, I'm looking at it not from a fan's perspective, but as, you know, holy cow, the former coach knows exactly how to beat Cam. He's going to he's going to draw up the defense to beat him. All he's got to do is put pressure on Cam. And if they pressure Cam at least twice on every two out of every four downs, I they're not going to have a problem because Cam's going to crumble. So uh, that's my look at this game, though. I mean, I, I I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see Carolina get on a run. But again, I I, I think Washington, uh, you know, I, I think they're starting to improve, honestly. You know, I mean, their, their record doesn't show it, but it was an impressive win over the Buccaneers last week. So they're going to be riding high. Um, I, I'm going to roll with Washington to cover. You know, I hope you're wrong, too, because I'm going to ride with your Panthers here. Um, as much as I hate Cam Newton and I don't I don't hate Cam Newton as a person. I hate him as a quarterback of a football a team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that this front seven for Washington is, is you know, beat up. Obviously, Chase Young's out for the year. Um, that's a huge loss for them. Yeah. Um, that'll make it a little little easier for their rushing attack because, I mean, when you look at the rushing attack of McCaffrey and Cam Newton, it's, it's got to be fun to watch. Cam's fresh. You know, he hasn't played all year very much. He really hasn't. He's, he's got fresh legs. Um, he's not really worn down, beaten up at all. I mean, he played briefly last week. Him throwing the football is not pretty, but you know, the Washington defense does not look good this season. Um, and one defense that has looked good at times is the Carolina defense. Yeah, they've, they've they've shown stretches of looking really good. Um, they're obviously, healthy I mean, again. they they are healthy again, and I think that Taylor Heineke could crumble on the road in Carolina because that place is going to be packed out and it's going to yeah. be it's it's going to be loud there, and this is not going to be a, a fun place for Heineke to play. And he's shown stretches of of good football, but um, you know, obviously that that win last week against Tampa Bay was huge for Washington. That was a that was a weird game to watch Washington just kind of handle business there. But yeah, um, you know, before that they dropped four straights and you know, two of them being on the road. 
I, I like Carolina in this spot. You know, Washington's two and seven against the spread this season. I think they moved two and eight. I'll take Carolina to cover three points, three and a half points, whichever one it is. Oh man. See now now I'm like. All right, you know what? Screw it. Why not? It's gonna be an electric atmosphere. <laughs> oh god. It just feels wrong, man. But I you know what? I'll I'll switch my pick. I'll switch my pick. I'll take the Panthers. Uh, it's sitting at even at three and a half here, so I'll probably buy that half point. It'll probably go to like you know one twenty or whatever. But um, crap, Dave, you've you've talked me into betting on my own team. This is not a good situation here, man. I I, I don't like it. I but you know what, man? What you said right there completely just flipped a switch in my mind because. When does Cam Newton play his best? When he feels like he's in the spotlight. And we and already oh know. Boy, is he in the spotlight this weekend. <laughs> he is absolutely in the spotlight. They're doing, I mean, they literally, the um, the padding around like the, the field has the old Cam logo on it, Carolina, where the L is a one. Like they, they've, they're going all Cam Newton everything this weekend. And that's when he plays his best. Crap. Come on, man. Um, all I could have right. made this. I could just. I could just take him, watched him. Would have been on our way. But here we are. God, dude. I, you <laughs> know what? Screw it, man. Why not? Um, it's going to be a fun atmosphere inside the stadium. I mean, I, I'm excited to see it. You know, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, I just, you know, it's being a Panthers fan. It's always like that's when they, you know. I don't think they've won a single one of their ring of honor games. Like when they've inducted people into their ring of honor. So it's like, it's kind of got some bad, you know, voodoo with it, but you know what, Dave, screw it, man. If you're willing to ride with the Panthers and ride with Cam Newton, the least I can do is do the same. So let's, we'll, we'll end it. We'll, we'll end the Panther talk there. I'll, I'll take Panthers. Uh, I'll take the points. So, oh man, I, I hate doing that. That, that just felt gross, but we're going to keep rolling, I guess. Um, let's see. Let's go to uh, the uh, afternoon game of the Cowboys and the Chiefs. I think this is uh, this is up there for the game of the week. Um, I, the, look, the Chiefs, the Chiefs showed last week they're not completely dead. That was a game where they're like, look, our offense is not completely dead yet. Already, the the over-under sitting at 56.5. Kansas City's a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. I love the over here. I'm cheering for points. I I think if this was at 66.5, I would probably consider taking the over. Um, I, think, I think both these quarterbacks are going to put on a dazzling performance. Um, and I... I don't know which side to go on. I, I may just play the over here, Dave, but uh, you've already convinced me to to take other picks. So I I'm, I want to hear what uh, what you see in this uh, Dallas Kansas City game because I love the over, but I'm I'm not sure which side I like just yet. Yeah, this is this is going to be this is a head scratcher of a game because you're looking at Kansas City and they haven't looked good all season, but they've won three straight. <laughs> they looked electric last week. Dallas is eight and one against the spread. Not just that, they're seven and two outright. They look like one of the best teams in football. Yep. Oof. I mean, this is it's at Arrowhead. 
Kansas City is 0-5 against the spread this season at home. Just just crazy. It's crazy. Dallas is 4-0 on the road. But I'm going to take Kansas City. <laughs> See, that's the same thing I was thinking, man. I'm like, it's begging you to take the Cowboys here. Like, Vegas is begging you to take the Cowboys here. And I think it's the Chiefs. I I, I think you're right, Dave. I, I'll i roll with the Chiefs too, man. It's – if this Chiefs team is back, then – they they should be able to take care of business here. We'll see how this offense looks on Sunday because, I mean, obviously the Dallas defense is better than that Vegas defense, but that was a shocker to see Kansas City come out on primetime and do what they did after what they've looked like this season. But yeah. I think that I think they're going to keep it rolling. I like Kansas City to, to win this game by a field goal or more. I, I like it too, man. I I – Again, I think this is us seeing the board really clear here because I, I a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I still I probably would have taken the Cowboys even if we still saw the Chiefs winning big, but now it's like you can kind of feel it changing. This is when, you know, this is a time of year when great teams put their foot on the gas pedal. We saw it last year with Tampa Bay, and they rode that momentum all the way to a Super Bowl. Uh, not saying Kansas City is going to roll to a Super Bowl, but, you know, all it takes is one game to change momentum of a season. And we may have saw that in primetime last week. And I think at two and a half, I think you got to jump on that before it gets to three or three and a half. Because um, I, I, I'm i with you, man. I, I like that a lot. I really do. Yeah, it's it's going to be, this is going to be the, the, the game of the week to watch. I think the, I like the overplay there that you had there as well. I think there could be a lot of points scored in this game. Two very, very electric offenses, but I'm I just my gut's telling me side with Kansas City in this one. I like it. Uh, that's that's a good uh, good gut play there. Uh, and then Monday night we've got the New York Giants traveling to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's a ten and a half point home favorite. The over-unders at 49 and a half. What, like, is there any reason for me to think that Tampa Bay is not going to bounce back in a big way here, Dave? Like, I I feel like this could be like a murder on live TV. I think it could be as well. But Tampa Bay has dropped back-to-back games. They I know. They're three and six against the spread this season. But if you think I'm about to ride with the Giants, you're wrong. They're wrong. (laughs) I would I would never place money on the New York Giants. I don't care if they're playing a high school JV team. I like Tampa Bay to bounce back and roll in this one. Yeah, I I love Tampa Bay there. I'm also gonna say though, I kind of like the under of 49 and a half here. I think that could mean I would be shocked if New York scored you know, more than 10 or 14. And I don't think Tampa Bay is going to run up, like just hang 50 on them. I think that the under could be, I think the under is a, is a safer play there. I, I think the under is a good play as well. Cause I don't think, I, I mean, I see the giants getting seven to 10 points here, you know? Um, and if you're telling me all I need Tampa Bay to get if they get 10 if all I need Tampa Bay to get is 21 I think they can do that because the Giants defense is not 
not great at all here. Um, 49 and a half. Uh, the under is absolutely doable. Uh, so I, I like it a lot, man. Uh, are there, uh, I don't think there was really any other good NFL games I wanted to hit. I mean, Dolphins, Jets, eh, you know, um, I guess we could hit the, uh, the Ravens and the bears real quick. The bears are a four and a half point, uh, home dog, uh, to the Ravens here, the over under sitting at 44 and a half, uh, which seems kind of low, but, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, for whatever reason, I'm still not comfortable with the Ravens yet this year. Um, I, I, I don't know, Dave. I mean, how, what's your gauge on this Baltimore Ravens team? Cause I, I just, there's something about them that I'm just not totally comfortable with betting them. I'm not even like, I don't even know what to think. I I, I, like this Ravens team has been like, what is going on with them? Yeah. Some weeks and they just dropped to Miami, which is kind of something that we saw coming in that game. Um, We liked Miami to cover that one, but I wasn't expecting them to take it the way they did. Right. Um, that Minnesota game was ugly. They got away with it in overtime. And the week before that, I mean, we saw the Bengals destroy them. And the Bengals have not looked good the past couple of weeks either. So it's kind of a it's a head scratcher. I like Chicago here. I think that that the return of David Montgomery is going to prove huge here. He's going to have a monster game. Um, so I like Chicago to keep it within a field goal. Yeah, I like it too, man. Uh, now. Our locks of the week. Uh, I I think we've we've said them a couple times already, Dave. But I love the Patriots this weekend. Uh, the Patriots by six and a half. Uh, that is my lock of the week. I I think it's going to be a massacre, Merce- Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta tonight. Uh, and Dave, am I crazy to think you're going to roll with Utah as your lock? Now they're they're up there. I like them a lot. <laughs> it's they're they they are playing the number three team in the nation, though. It's hard to call them a lock yeah. in that that big of a game. Um, <clears throat> and there's there's a lot of different ways to go with this this lock of the week here, but I'll keep it pretty straightforward and simple, or at least you know try to. I like Auburn to bounce back here. Um, playing on the road at South Carolina, even with TJ Finley at quarterback, I think they roll against the South Carolina team. They're a seven and a half point favorite. I like them to take care of business and start start building up towards that Iron Bowl. I think that Auburn by seven and a half is is my play of the week here. I love it, man. That's that's a really sharp pick. Uh, now the can't lose parlay. I have some massive spreads on here, which is going to scare some people, but I am going to roll with, this is a 10 to one, uh, 10 to one winning parlay here. So we're going to start with San Diego state by 10 and a half. Uh, we talked about them earlier. Uh, UNLV is horrendous. I, I think San Diego state rolls army. By 37, I know that's I know that is a huge number here. Um, but Army is look, they're playing, they're playing UMass. UMass is one of the worst teams right there with UConn uh in the country. They are horrendous. 
Army scores a lot as well. Uh, so I don't have the first half line out just yet, but whatever the first half line is, take that as well. Don't put it on the uh, parlay, but take that as well. Army is going to roll by maybe 50 over UMass here. Uh, moving on, we've got, uh, let's see, where is it? Boise State minus 27 against New Mexico. New Mexico is horrendous. They are so bad this year. Uh, Boise State, obviously, this is probably the, the worst Boise State team we've seen in the last 15 years. Uh, and that doesn't mean they're bad by any means, but they're not, you know, um, one of these top teams on the blue turf, uh, as we're used to seeing. But 27-point favorite over New Mexico. I love Boise State here. Again, at home, on the blue turf, they're going to roll over New Mexico. And lastly, Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss, a 36-and-a-half-point favorite over Vanderbilt. I don't think there is uh, – I don't think there's much to say there. Vanderbilt. They are who we thought they were and who we've always known they were. And Ole Miss is going to keep rolling. Uh, 36 and a half is still a, a big number, honestly. But, I, I mean, Vanderbilt's hard, right? So, I'm going to stay with Ole Miss. Again, that's uh, one unit to win 10 units. Um, you know, 100 to win 1,000, 10 to win 100, whatever your uh, – Whatever your unit size is, I, I think this is – I don't see how any of these legs lose in this parlay. So, uh, one more time, San Diego State by 10.5, Army by 37, Boise State by 27, Ole Miss by 36.5. Again, I know it's – they're big numbers. And that's sometimes scary to have a, a full parlay of big number uh, spreads. I don't think there's anything to worry about here. Uh, a lot of these games are going to be senior days, like Boise State games, a senior day. Um, so I, I'm good with it. So I, that is my can't lose parlay uh, for this weekend, Dave. Uh, I'm excited to hear who you have. Yeah, those are a lot of big numbers, but I mean, those numbers are big for a reason. Those teams are favored like that for a reason. So it's, it's, <clears throat> I would, I like that a lot right there. I'm going to start it off. I got one NFL game on this uh, usually i go two and two between the two of them in a four-leg parlay um between college and nfl but we'll start off in the nfl here i like the 49ers on the road in jacksonville they're a six-point favorite i like them to win that game by at least a touchdown based off their performance last weekend yeah um yeah. against the rams the san fran team is starting to put the pieces together um and they're looking to make a push to the playoffs and you know lost to jacksonville will cost you a season so I don't expect them to to lose that game there. Um, I like them to win it by at least a touchdown, if not double digits there. Um, and stop me if I'm crazy here, but I like Wake Forest plus four and a half against Clemson. I love uh, that. Wake Forest. I mean, it's look. Clemson has the talent of Clemson. They're still six and three. They're still going to a bowl game. They haven't looked good this season. They have not at all. Um, and Wake Forest, I mean, they're, they're still right there. They're what number nine in the polls, right? Yeah. Number 10 at the moment. This is a top 10 team playing Clemson who has not looked good. Clemson's two and seven against the spread. And you've got Clemson at a four and a half point favorite. That might be a trap pick there. I don't really care. I like Wake Forest plus four and a half. 
Um, I think the over in that game could be fun to watch as well, but that's not part of the parlay. Uh, Wake Forest plus four and a half. There's a second leg in this one. The third leg moving down the list here. I'm gonna have to go with Cincinnati. I don't like. I don't. I don't like it. But I think that they cover this 11 and a half point spread. This is the lowest spread I've seen from them since the Notre Dame game. So I think, I think they take care of business here. I like them to to win this game by at least two touchdowns. I think they cover that 11 and a half point spread. And finally, the last leg of my can't lose parlay because I'm all over it. Utah money line. I'll take them there. Minus 160. I like that money line there. I think it's definitely worth taking for sure. Um, if you don't even want to touch the points there, I like them by that three, three and a half mark. But for the parlay's sake, we're going to take them in a safe bet here. So I like them a lot right there. And if you're looking to add just a little bit more value to this parlay, make it just a, a little bit more profitable. You know, a closer money line that I like is the is the Oklahoma money line against Iowa State as well. Um, they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Oklahoma State still has a slight chance to get to that playoff, and they've got to take care of business against Iowa State here. So, once again, to recap, that's San Francisco minus six. That is Wake Forest plus four-and-a-half. Cincinnati by 11 and a half the Utah money line and the Oklahoma money line there. I'll make it a five leg official. Can't lose parlay. Wow. I love that wake forest pick that Dave, that right there is what you call a surgical parlay. Uh, and you know what, man? Scared money. Don't make money. Throw Cincy on there, man. I love that play. The wake forest one though. Clemson is getting so much love right now. Um, and, and, what was their last win over UConn, right? So, you know, again, I, I think it's absurd that they are an underdog, um, you know, because I, I think it's crazy that Oregon is a um, uh, is an underdog as well. But I, I absolutely see Utah taking care of business there, uh, and I see Wake – but I see Wake Forest taking care of business against Clemson. I love that play, man. Uh, and Cincy, I – I think you're right. I think the hungry dog is going to run fast, man. So those are great, great picks. And that may be our first uh, five leg can't lose parlay. So that's that's big time, man. Oh, yeah. And it'll be the first five leg parlay to lose, too, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> How can it lose, man? It can't lose. I, I, I don't I don't see one that can lose on there. Yeah, I mean, that. The scariest one there, I think, is Cincinnati, just because they haven't looked up mm-hmm. to par. But I, I really, I'm, I'm extremely confident in the Cincinnati team. I have been all season long. They're really starting to make me hate myself based on the past few weeks where they played football. But this, this is it for them. If they don't show out in this game, they're not. not you can't expect them to, to get handed a playoff spot. They've got to show out in this one. They know how big it is. I expect them to take care of business. This is going to be a wildly consequential weekend uh, in the NFL as well, but in college football, a lot of great games to look at. And then we head into rivalry week next week for Thanksgiving. uh, And we'll be sure to get you a uh, one episode before the Thanksgiving break uh, and egg bowl week, Dave, that's, 
I mean, we could probably spend three hours just breaking down that game and the storylines around uh, the Egg Bowl. But again, you got oh, yeah. Michigan. There's a, there's a ton. I don't know how you mean to cut you off there. Oh, but you're good. You're good. There's not only is next weekend rivalry week in football, but feast week in basketball. Feast that, week. That's going to be, there's a ton of great sporting events next week, especially at the college level. You know, NFL Sunday, NFL Thanksgiving, NFL Sunday next week is always a fantastic one as well. But the college basketball games next week are unbelievable as well as rivalry week in college football. There's going to be a lot to break down next week, especially after recapping. And if this weekend is like last weekend or any other weekend prior to that, there'll be some chaos to talk about for sure. It's going to be chaotic. And yeah, man, uh, I'm so ready for next weekend. Good food. Uh, and good sports on TV. You can't beat it. So we will wrap up this crazy weekend in sports uh, early next week and get you a nice, nice Thanksgiving special episode. Uh, But for now, it's Dave Smith. I'm Miles Conrad. This has been Faded Sports Pick'em on Thursday, November 18th. We'll talk to you next week.